0: Welcome to Dear Dylan and Hayden, where you write in your favourite stories and questions and we react. Woo! Are you ready, Dylan, to this week's Dear Dylan and Hayden? Yeah, just wonder what's happened to your voice. But well, I'm, in, I'm in game show mode. So, Dear Dylan and Hayden. I'm going to go back to normal now. I'm currently Thank writing you. to you in Sats Week and my school is doing something strange. I'm wondering if this is normal for schools or not. Help! Our SLT took away all staff lunch breaks uh, for every adult, due to every adult being needed to help in the SATs. Children have been eating their lunches in class and having a quick break outside with their class teachers on duty. When questioned, SLT smiled and said to grab a quick toilet break when we can and that nobody was getting a lunch break this week because it's SATs and we've all just got to muster in my favourite bit was when I walked past the SLT office and the head teacher and the other SLT, other SLT were clearly just having a break at their desks. Am I being dramatic or is this just not okay? Is anyone
1: going to pretend that there's more than one answer to this question? Because... <laughs> I hate this stuff. Why are you trying to annoy me? We're at the start of another podcast. But it's supposed to be a like, You're making me angry already, Hayden. You know this stuff gets to me. I hate this attitude that some people in charge have. Even if right, let's take out the fact that she thought they were having a break because that is genuinely irrelevant. Like it's a, like it's an extra annoyance, right? But it doesn't change anything. This the the attitude of anyone ever, where it's like, well, you know what, guys, it's okay because it's equally terrible for everyone. So. <laughs> yeah
0: go guys it's sats week just you know oh come on everyone it's like no that's not Also, what
1: where where are the, the 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 staff who cover lunchtime every other uh, week I, of the year i, I don't like, what's know different i don't know because-
0: i think because it was a because they're eating their lunch in the class i think they were, they were insinuating that there's only like actually five ten minutes outside i don't know but why but i tell you what my first reaction to that was when i read this obviously thinking i'm reading this to dylan is um you're not even paid for your lunch break we're not paid for our lunch hayden. breaks
1: hayden we, we've been, uh, watch, watch our previous episode I, yeah. <laughs> about pay because here's the problem. Well, yeah, we're not, but we are constantly expected still to do stuff, aren't we? So actually maybe this guy's just being, or woman's just being very upfront about what they expect <laughs> because every other lunchtime we're spent prepping stuff for the afternoon. Well, we're not paid for it. Okay, cool. I'll prep it during the lesson,
0: shall I? <laughs> yeah, like, that's it just, true. Just doesn't
1: exist. And, and I'm just going to say right now, this is not going to be, on opening, we do every single time, Hayden. We need to go back to our roots no. and do something funny that doesn't get me riled up. You can see it's video now. Why are you making me red like a beetroot? What are you trying to do? Well, thank you guys for
0: listening to this week's Dear Dylan and Hayden, where Dylan gets riled up at your entries. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Teach, Sleep, Repeat. My name is Dylan. And my name is Hayden. I don't know why you're doing this eyebrow thing, but I'm joining in
1: well it's video now so we could do whatever we like if you're not watching the video get on spotify
0: and for some reason watch us sit in a chair for an hour i still don't get it but thank you for doing it people who did it (laughs) dylan can call you a creep like he did in the last episode had a bit of feedback (laughs) about that by the way one of my friends was watching and said yeah i did feel a bit weird actually and then when dylan looked me in the eye uh via the camera like this (laughs) um it did i did feel like a creep so thanks for that
1: cool i'm i'm turning viewers off one of the things that we've made for them um already so be that's, back. that's good to will be back i'll
0: <laughs> <That'll> be back <laughs> <laughs> that creeps know they're a creep no one's a creep and doesn't know it <laughs> you, okay you don't they're get just being self you don't get the title creep by doing it once let's be honest <laughs> Come on, it's repetitive <laughs> action right <laughs> well if you're just listening to
1: normal audio then well done for resisting the urge if you're not <laughs> then i mean try it out again but Get ready to be called cool, something detrimental. It's
0: not as good as last week because my nose is less crusty. So I did remember last yeah, week I nice. pulled the viewers in. I knew they'd all watch it. But uh, Well, no. just
1: so you know, it's video on Spotify. We do have a YouTube channel that we uploaded it to. But if you want to watch it on Spotify, guys, please, please, please do give us a rating again because we do love it. We thrive off it. We like to see it and it gives us credibility. The more people who give us a review, the more people that we'll, we'll see our podcast and think, oh, maybe they know what they're talking about slightly. And even if we don't, like we said last week, echo chamber,
0: echo chamber, tell us we're good, make us feel good about
1: ourselves. It makes a difference to us.
0: Well, we've got a juicy episode for you as well today, guys. So do listen in. We've got a, a nice topic to talk about. I won't spoil it just yet. And at the end of the episode, we've even got a story from the classroom. Someone's written in with something funny that we wanted to share with you. But should we start with our week still? And how have you been? Yeah, good,
1: thank you. I recently... Anyone who works in a school, wonder of you can relate. We get th- uh, free school dinners at our school if we sit and eat with the children. And you know, very terrible organisation from me. I very often <laughs> just kind of don't have my lunch ready, don't bring it in, and I might go to the shop or I might just get a school dinner. I've been having a lot of school dinners lately, and sitting with the children. I just I would recommend it to anyone, and just to go and sit with them outside of the classroom, because all of a sudden everyone wants to be your best mate. Everyone wants to sit next to you, and I sat next to this boy, really, really sweet. But you can just tell that they don't want to just sit there silently, they're trying (laughs) to force a conversation. And we've all had this before with the children, but they just want to talk to you. It's so sweet, and you want to talk to them, and it's lovely, but they are just trying to force a conversation. (laughs) I had a conversation with a boy today who said to me, This whole story said, Yeah, um, um. I, I went to um, Aldi at the weekend with with my dad and and um, and and we we bought some bread that we don't normally buy and then we took it home and I tried it. I don't
0: want to know. I'm eating my lunch. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Obviously not. I was like, oh wow, that's really interesting. And I kind of just edged away with my plate and went to throw away my food oh. and go back to my classroom and prepare for the afternoon. But my point is it's just really sweet and it's just another one of those moments in school like you said no one ever in a different job will be sat down going, oh i had the sweetest lunch today with dave <laughs> uh, steve from accounts <laughs> from last week it was really nice yeah. i'm just trying to trying to yeah. chat to you doesn't yeah. happen it was just it was just a really nice experience and um so yeah i've been having lunch lunches um it's really nice just to get to know the kids in that kind of environment
0: and it's just been a normal week apart from that really yeah, fair enough. So my week has been pretty, pretty bog standard. A couple of things, though, I want to talk to you about. Um, so first of all, super interesting, because when you get to my age, this is interesting, right? Animals living in my house. <laughs> I've got what? birds. Birds have nested in my in my roof. I'm getting it redone. I, I Now was I, I've been put off for years, getting my soffits and fascias redone.
1: You're getting the nest redone or your roof oh, redone? No, oh, no, getting I
0: the roof redone because they have managed to get in it and they have nested. And I mean, it's quite sweet, really, but, but they are right here in this in this, uh, like, next to my office. They are right in the corner there. There's birds chirping away there. It's right. so loud to the point where Can I you was... you hear them? Yeah, I was worried that it was actually going to, like, ruin the podcast because yeah, the microphone would just pick it up. I'm pretty sure if we're just quiet, because when I'm talking, it doesn't do it, you'll, pro- you'll probably be able to hear them. Just listen really carefully. I am a bird living in Hayden's roof. Squaw. <laughs> do you hear that? <laughs> They're really there <laughs> and they've got really intelligent... Wait, wait, (laughs) (laughs) wait, two things to say. (laughs)
1: Number one. Like great effort because you've done that before this podcast started. <laughs> so great effort there for the joke. Number two, it would have worked much better before video when I could see your
0: phone coming in. <laughs> of <No>! phone. <laughs> I blocked that bit on my screen. So I thought you couldn't see it. Oh, well, well I can see it on my Zoom look, call. My, my dad joke is gone. Okay. But in all seriousness, there's birds there. And more importantly, um, as you know, and the, the listeners, I'll, I'll be there at this point. I'm going on school residential tomorrow. So my week's about to get incredibly Ooh. interesting you also know exactly what next week's podcast is going to be about <laughs> yes will there be a child after lights out doing pull-ups <laughs> again When you go <laughs> and talk- i, I <laughs> was thinking of that earlier and i'm actually annoyed that we told that story already because i'd love to tell that story again in like the next oh episode. that's a classic but, but it's a classic it maybe it I might will. happen again you never know yeah maybe. yeah i'll just tell it again anyway you know the viewers love repeated content
1: <laughs> yeah i hope so because i honestly i think about if you take this whole 15 chunk of episodes we've got i think about 30 percent of it has been original and the rest has just been repeated and rehashed in a certain <laughs> form uh, oh this job's hard oh this job's <laughs> quite nice sometimes repeat the, bald.
0: you just did that thing by the way you know what you said you told me one of your friends pointed this out for you you know how you get your phrases like randomly wrong sometimes you just did it right then i'm going to call you out on it do you even know what, what you said no, I've got no idea. <laughs> you said, if we just take this 15 chunk of um, episodes rather than this chunk of 15 episodes. <laughs> That's the thing. Your mate was taking the mick out of you for that. And you're okay. giving him more,
1: right. more content. All right. You might have noticed. Wow. So thanks for that. Well, nice anyway, though. enough of us Enough of us chatting nonsense. <laughs> okay. The people love a catch up, apparently. This is why we do it every week. But let's get into the deeper stuff. We're going to dive in, viewers, listeners, customers, whatever you are, us. And just hold off past the uh, little jingle we've got. Mm-hmm. Three seconds, I promise you, into absolute stardom. Let's have a quick break. Uh, get a cup of tea. <laughs> have a nice nip. Nip. Have a nice nip. <laughs> have a nice nip. do it again. Have a nice nap. <laughs> going to stop talking. Play the jingle. <laughs> right, so you've seen by now the title of this episode, and you know we're diving into the heavy subject, Hayden, of being a male primary school teacher being a man we have got lots of stats being a man being a male primary school teacher in a modern world we're going to dive in um it's a subject with lots of opinions lots Mm. of stats lots of facts but i'm going to try and distill it into one question for you hayden because it seems to be the crux of every discussion about this we're going to dive into our experiences as male primary school teachers and look at the meta facts and the statistics away from the kind of anecdotal side that we're going to talk about between us and kind of come across the crux of the idea, which is this question I'm about to tell you now, which I want to know your initial thoughts on, then we'll pad it out. Okay. So do you think being a male primary school teacher is a hindrance or somewhat of a privilege puts us in a position of more benefit being a male, even though we are in the minority?
0: Oh, as in, so have I got to like, have I got to pick one or...
1: No, listen, this, I think the viewers know by now, we hate this kind of, this is the answer and that's it. We're going to go into some nuance here. And we all know it's balanced and we know there's going to be pros and cons. But on the whole, how do you feel about being a male primary school teacher? Is it something where you're like, oh gosh, we're so like thought Mm. against of and it's such a a bad position to be in. Or do you think actually quite lucky to be in this position? If anything, it's way more of a... a Yeah, I,
0: I think my my overall response to that, I think is it's it's more of a benefit. And I can definitely go into the details of that. I do, I do think there are hindrances. I think there are cons of being a male primary school teacher, but I do generally think it's more of a privilege. I think I'm privileged to be a man in this job more than I think there are like things that are against, against me, if that makes sense. That's probably my gut feeling. That might change by the end, but I'm pretty sure that's like how I feel.
1: I agree. And I think I struggle to look past the fact that I think being a man in society is a place of privilege, quite clearly. Yeah. I think that's way less of an argument, way less of a discussion. I think if you ask 99% of people, they will say that that you know, men are in a power of, of privilege compared to women. And there's still fights going on for equality across all things, not just in law, because we've come a long way with that. But in terms of the actual primary school um, setting i think what we can do as male teachers talking to based on our statistics is a female dominated audience which makes sense because it's a female dom- dominated profession and just get across um our thoughts our, our experiences of being a man and how that might have affected people's views on us and, and how the how the job's going so i think we should start off with some cold hard facts because okay it i i don't quite like it when people come across and say well I experienced this and then therefore that's the end of the discussion <laughs> because it's my experience. Yeah, yeah. It's a very common thing we see these days where people say, you can't deny my experience. It's like, of course we can't, but there is obviously going to be a bigger picture as well. And just because you experienced something doesn't necessarily mean it's representative of the whole professional argument that you're talking about. The number one thing I think about all the time is I went to a grammar school um, and you know I, I know people who went to a grammar school from a poorer background who say, well, it worked for me. So obviously it's not bad for poor people to have grammar system, but on the meta, on the huge level, the macro level, we know that it is a disadvantage to have this system for poorer children. It's just a postcode lottery, et cetera. And we know for a fact, something which someone's own anecdote might not bear out. So let's look at some facts here. Being a male primary school teacher. So I'm going to whip these out to you, Hayden. I want you to tell me whether they surprise you or not and what you think of them. Okay. 25% of state funded schools in the southeast do not have a single male classroom teacher so one in four schools state funded schools in the southeast of england there's not an option to have a male primary school teacher they don't exist they're not, they're not in the school
0: yeah uh, when you said that initially i was a bit like oh but i don't think i'm that surprised to be honest with you you know, you've got more to say to this one
1: yeah no 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 just more facts so that 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 did shock me at first like yeah. you said to have none at all but
0: i guess it makes sense you'll have other schools where maybe half the teachers are male like so it's not going to be an even distribution I mean, again i know we're obviously going to do this a lot and actually do just reflect on our experiences you know to kind of go alongside these stats but when i started teaching um i was in quite a quite a big school for form entry and it was just junior so there were 16 classes and i was the only male teacher at that point not forever but I at that point when I joined I was one of uh, one, one male 15 female teachers so yeah you know it kind of so I wonder sense. how much of
1: that 75 percent is our schools with just one that's true so that's another big chunk yeah, as well yeah, to yeah. kind of exacerbate that so I'm going to keep going now 15.5 percent of primary school teachers in England are male
0: Oh okay that's actually more than I thought genuinely more than I thought I really I really thought that stat would be under 10 percent so I'm quite surprised. Well, it's been
1: on an upward steady curve. Well, it was from like 2010, it was about 13%. Upward steady curve till about 2015, and then it's tapered off to, to right. stayed at about 15%. So, you know, between one and two and 10. So again, uh, to me, from my experience, it's about right. Here's where it gets interesting. And here's where I think... On a very specific level, we see our privilege. Okay. okay. Fifteen point five percent of male, male te- uh, teachers can, are male. Can I
0: guess this next stat? Because I have no idea. <laughs> but can Boom. I just guess what roughly what it's going to be? Is it going to be yep. a dis- like compared to that fifteen percent? Is it going to be a way higher percentage of male of men in like more managerial roles or something like that?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, Nineteen point four percent of deputy heads are male. So okay. discrepancy there. So a bit higher. 26.9% of heads are male. Wow. So in terms of a statistical significance, that's a huge leap to go from 15% of the workforce end yeah, up being yeah. 25% of the headship.
0: Yeah, that's that's a lot. I mean, it's 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 not too far off double, really, is it? Um, in terms of percentage-wise. I'm not surprised because I think we can have probably have a whole conversation about the kind of culture. I, and I actually think it links to that previous stat as well. Like, you know how you said it's been going up steadily um, by primary school male teachers. I genuinely think even in my eight years that the kind of cultural uh, view of primary school teachers is changing a little bit because when I started one of my first experiences in the primary school teaching world, I, I can't, it, it might be when I, I think it was when I was training um, someone said to me, and it was like a distant family relative. Like, I don't really know this person, but they were uh, down and around, you know, uh, you know, cl- classic big family gathering. And they made some comment. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was one of those really derogatory things like, oh, what are you doing that? It's a woman's job. And I was just like, really? Like that? that that's genuinely something that you've just said to me, like into my face and thinking I'd be like, ha, yeah, like, what are you talking about? Uh, but I do think a lot of people ha- have that opinion. And now and it's generally just becoming more normal and no one really cares about that. It's quite an old opinion, isn't it, um, on teaching? Yeah,
1: it's it's very outdated. Um, I think we're going to go into some of that in a minute. I want to I want to really explore okay. that a bit more about like, you know, people's views. That's really interesting you said that. But it, it's, it kind of comes down to it, doesn't it? Where the thing I wanted to transition to here is very much there is that idea of if you're a male primary school teacher, there's the initial thought on why you know men working with children working with young children the idea of society their role very outdated but still exists but there's also that idea of once male teachers are in the primary school it's very much expected that they're working their way up that ladder whereas Mm. for a female teacher Far less so, from what I've seen before, it's way more accepted that you know, oh, okay, yeah, you'll be a class teacher, and then one day you might have a baby, and then one might, you <laughs> might... And it's very condescending. Yeah, it's yeah. very condescending, it's... and I really, really feel uncomfortable with that because that is something that absolutely exists, and it perpetuates itself throughout the profession, and it's a female-dominated profession. I don't think it's male, male from the top down saying, male men, you go to positions of power. If anything. I have that more of an experience from female staff who kind of say, oh, well, you know, what are you doing then? Are you going to be, you're gonna go for that head of year job, you know, like two years into my job? Yeah, sure. Are you, are you going to go for that, you know, head of maths job? Are you going to go for this? Are you going to go for that? I, I felt that pressure for sure, that expectation to climb the ladder. And it's like a self-perpetuating, almost like it is a problem, isn't it, I guess, because it's it's massively skewed and and we're in positions of power more often
0: based on how many people are in the job in the first place like it, it seems a bit odd and we know it exists because the data you just read is literally the proof of that so you know no one can sit there and say no they don't men don't feel that yet yeah, well they do because otherwise you wouldn't have you know double the amount of teachers but you know men being disproportionately represented as head teachers and things like that of course there's something's going on obviously whether it's perpetuated by everyone or a few people or just yourself or whatever yeah, it's very interesting because I I do feel like my experiences um, very much match that because when I started teaching, it was absolutely my goal to rise the ranks as quickly as possible. And looking back, I don't really know why. I genuinely don't. I don't really know why that was my goal any more than the 15 female teachers that I was working with. But it was for some reason. I had already convinced myself day one, oh yeah, well I've got to do yeah, I've got to do that. That's that's me. I've got to do that, haven't I? Whereas in reality, you know, years and years later, I found other things that I actually really wanted to to specialize in and do differently. And suddenly that just that that oh career ladder, career ladder kind of went out the window a little bit for me. And I was like, oh wait, no, I enjoy doing these other things. I don't know, why was I putting this random pressure on myself to do this thing that I don't I don't actually want to do right now? And so I felt it, you know, it's it it definitely exists. And there may
1: well be, you know people who are way more clued up on the psychology and the the, the differences between genders and the sexes or whatever you want, you know, we're not, experts in that field so there may well be traits and things that come as a, as a reason as to why more men might want to be going for those positions but from my point of view all i can say is that i definitely experienced that expectation so yeah. re- regardless of whether my biological inherit of, of to be dominating or whatever you want to say <laughs> that men do re- regardless of that like my, my actual experience from other people you know projecting onto me is an expectation to you know get up that leadership um ladder which i'm not convinced women have the same expectation and the same kind of um thing put on to them yeah, so there's yeah. definitely like, external forces here and and just traditions and just this idea of man in charge that's where they go and mm-hmm. it really it really does stink to me i just don't like that at all no and um i'd hate the idea of i don't know because i'm not in their shoes but the idea of other people thinking that because I'm male, I'm getting preference. And it doesn't even have to come to the fact of, you know, a position. It could come down to a perception of people might listen to what I say more than what someone else says, because maybe I project myself differently because I'm a male and I come across as perhaps more confident in a certain way. And and my personality shines through and they yeah. think, oh, typical, just because he's a bloke, you know, they're listening to him. Okay, well, and, but and that makes me feel uncomfortable as well.
0: On average, on average, right? Not just you now, on average, do you think you would get preference though?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because and I, and I don't think it's, again, in general, I think men do get that. And I think that's, um, you know, something that's just, uh, it, it's, it doesn't even have to be conscious. This is not what I'm saying. I don't think people consciously ever say, man said thing. That must be right. Woman said thing. Let's wait to see what man says. Like, I don't think anyone is consciously thinking that. And that is yeah, not what I'm saying. A- Please don't clip that. <laughs> Please don't clip that. That's <laughs> yeah. out of context. But, but that's my point though, that I completely understand when my female colleagues in the past have said, uh, you know, because you're a because you're a bloke, X, mm, Y, Z. Mm, mm. And and I think what's really powerful for me was trying to get over that because my initial you know what my initial thought would be there Hayden you know what my personality is like my initial thought there is oh get over it it's not that yeah yeah. it's not it's not because I'm a man it's because what I said was true it's not because I'm a man it's because my behavior management like I have a different technique I have a different strategy and I was very reticent I think that's the right word I'm using long words again (laughs) to accept that potentially it was because of these things at least a part of it I would definitely come down to no no it's because of my personal you know um ability to control the children it's not because i've got a booming male voice and i dominate naturally and it's easier for me to do that yeah you know i I think overcoming that as a male teacher is really important to be self Just almost like
0: accepting that subconscious bias does exist and it does benefit you in some way it might not in every situation that's not how life works but on average you're going to benefit which brings us back to the original question and that whole point i think we just made there can be summarized with that's definitely a tick for that's a privilege for male teachers, because if you happen to be a male primary school teacher who is looking for that career progression, you do statistically, you, oh, sorry, you've got statistics in your favor is the way I should phrase that. So there's a, there's a privilege. And if you don't want to do it, well, it doesn't matter. So, you know, it's not, it's not, not in your favor now. It's just, you just have this extra step if you want to use it. It's definitely a thing. It doesn't mean that you're guaranteed, like we've got to, or I just want to keep reminding people that, that we're not talking about this on an individual level. Just on average, statistically, you're more likely to get into those positions as the stats show.
1: And I think kind of getting over a defensive, um, like riposte to that is, is really important to open a conversation. And I, I think closing off the conversation on either end is really not beneficial to anyone. So to close it off and say, yeah, naturally, yeah, of course, you're in a position where you're you've got more privilege and you're going to get all these things, and that's that is equally as yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah is equally damaging to the conversation as to say no nah, no nah, not at all never no it's just the individual like both are just crazy yeah. and I think only through a dialogue we're not trying to have an argument here and convince everyone to one extreme or the other we're kind of say well this is a thing let's explore this let's just, think about let's, it in every situation
0: let's be aware of it yeah because because like I can just think of an example right now that's the complete opposite of what I just said. Which is, let's imagine you, Dylan, went for some managerial role, and then you got the role through hard work and like gen- genuinely because you're fit for that role, right? And then someone just completely dismisses it by saying, "Ah, oh, it's just because you're a man." Like that is exactly. equally damaging and actually not helpful to the situation. Like there is a there is statistically a chance that 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 came into play, but not always. That person could have actually yeah. just been best for the job. <laughs> from my from my I can say right now from my
1: experience, I had something. Pretty much exactly as to what you've just explained. There. Oh, really? It was slightly different. It wasn't a job, but it was uh, basically some someone was commenting on, and you know, no one likes to do this because you you don't like to big yourself up. But someone was basically commenting on the relationship I had with with my class. Okay, that from my point of view, I I think this is building a relationship with someone or, or a group of children. I've seen other male primary school teachers do it in a different way and not do it in like not build a bond as much as I did or same for female. I don't think this is based on gender too much. Yeah. I think it's based on like my approach. I like to think it's more the way I treat the children, the way I talk to the children, the way I respect the children, I think plays a bigger role in how I build a bond with my class. And it kind of happened that another teacher kind of said, oh, you know, but they all want to be of you. You're the man teacher. Of course, of course, they want to be the man teacher. Like it's easy. It's easy when you're the man teacher yeah, because yeah. they immediately respect you. They 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 want you to be in the classroom so you can be funny with them and you can have a joke. And I I, I just kind of, I think, you know, going either way there is damaging. I can mm. say to myself now, okay, maybe maybe it's something to do with it. But have you thought maybe it's because I do X, Y and Z as well and, and that has a positive impact?
0: Yeah, I think I think that's the right response. I was trying to think what I'd say to that. Like now, if, a, if I was in this podcast frame of mind and not just emotionally responding... I think it would be something along the lines of, yeah, potentially it probably does, ha- it probably does uh, play a- have a part to play the fact that I am male, but it's a small part to play because actually this, 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 all of these different things that I've mastered in my skill of teaching are actually the reason these kids respect me. You know, this is just a small part of it. So yeah, dismissing it all as oh, it's because you're a man or because you're a woman is definitely never a good approach to actually anything. I've got a question for
1: you. How many times in your career set what we've been teaching now eight nine years yeah something like that each roughly yeah how many times in your career has uh someone said to you a parent uh said they're so pleased their child has got you because you're a male teacher and they could really (laughs) do with a kind of father figure and male figure (laughs) uh, in front of them that
0: is such i'm laughing because you know the answer to it because it's the same probably for most male teachers so many times i've heard i've heard the same spiel uh many 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 times and it always feels great in the moment i'm not gonna lie I never sit there thinking, oh, male privilege. I'm always thinking, oh, that's nice. They really want me. And, and that's given me a boost. Like, uh, you know, oh, wow, I'm already in the good books with this parent just because I'm a man. And I take that privilege and I relish in it. But it is a privilege for sure.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really, I, I kind of sway every year about how I kind of feel about that comment. Because... You're absolutely right. They're basically saying, my child wanted you to be their teacher. So, what? A fan- of course, that's a fantastic <laughs> yeah, way to start off a relationship yeah. with a the kid. They're already on board because you spend a lot of your time trying to get the children on board. But then equally, I just go, I, I just dive deeper here and I think, okay, what a lovely idea that I'm kind of like a male figure for this child. And I'm, you know, even yeah. they have said this themselves. I'm not saying this, like a father-like figure because of, you know. Being, being in charge and helping them and being kind and compassionate, but having rules and boundaries and stuff that some children might not get at home. And school becomes, for them children, if you think about a child's experience, if they spend a lot of time at home or they're, they're maybe isolated and the family's more isolated, school becomes a microcosm of what the earth is for that child. They grow up and they say, well, what's the world like? Well, it's like school. There's the odd man in charge. And that's the person I listen to, and I have to respect and build a relationship with. And there's loads of lovely, caring women who are so nice and fluffy. And that's the social aspect coming through which just doesn't translate to school i know so so many female teachers obviously through years and years of working who are just as authoritative as i am just because i'm a man if not more so and have more strict rules and more guidelines and more kind of control of the children and build even better relationship in some cases and i just think like that simplification of male male role model in charge i sometimes feel uncomfortable with because although that's fantastic and I'll never step away from that because I want to help the children as much as possible. Realistically, my job is to teach these children to the best of my ability and that wider stuff, whilst it's important, sometimes makes me feel a bit uncomfortable then putting that role onto me.
0: I I really liked your point about the the microcosm, how it's like a, it is a mini social structure and actually it's just preparing them for later in life. And maybe it's, maybe it's a negative thing that, to have that idea of, yeah, there's a couple of men in charge and lots of women that are subservient to that person in charge that happens to be a man. Good luck in life. See you later. So yeah, that's a really good point. I like that. Um, I've got another point to make if you're happy to move on. And yeah, cool. uh, it's I guess it's, I don't know, I guess it's more, it's more of the negative side, like the side that uh, I feel like is a, is a negative thing for for being a male teacher on average. So can I just say before you dive in then, yeah. I want to make this point really clear
1: because I hope people at home understand that when we're going to talk about the negative side now, in the context of what we just said, that on the whole, we completely understand that it's a privilege, right? Mm. But, you know, be open-minded here when we're talking about these negatives, because they can still be negatives. So I'm really looking forward yeah, to what course. you're
0: saying Yeah, of course. Like, we, we're just doing pros and cons, aren't we? Basically. Um, I wrote down a few notes earlier. A few of them, I was like, oh, that's a pro. Oh, that's a con. And this is one of the ones I thought, oh, that's a bit of a con. And it might not be for everybody, but I certainly have experienced it lots of times. Um, there's definitely in in the teaching world, and I think the wider culture, to be honest with you, anyone that knows anything about teaching, is that is the idea that men need to be a little bit more careful than women. And what I mean by that is there is just a slightly more, um, it's hard to say, like there's this weird perspective, like, oh, men are dodgier. Men are, men are naturally dodgier than women, so therefore we should be more careful around men than we are around women. And I do think that translates to school and I've definitely experienced it over the over the years, and a lot of people have told me, especially earlier on, earlier on in my career, not to do certain things that I have literally seen female teachers do, and no one bats an eyelid. And I was always like, "Oh, that's weird," because I got I, I got told that you know if if a, if a kid comes and try, you know wants to give you a hug, that you should absolutely like do anything you can to not be in that situation because it looks really bad. And and they always end with particularly because you're a man. And that phrase just like haunts me. I don't like that phrase, particularly because you're a man. Nothing should end in that phrase, whether it's something benefiting me or not. And in this scenario, I don't I don't like that connotation. Oh, you're a man though, so it automatically looks dodgier. Oh, I just I hate the whole the whole situation.
1: Yeah, it's it's uncomfortable, right? Because there's so many other things you could say, because you're an X, because you're a Y, because you're a Z, mm. where you would never even fathom saying something like that, because you think, what, what are you on about? How on earth can you make that kind of generalization about this group of people, mm. that group of people, this group of people? Cool. Well, I'm a male primary school teacher. And you're suggesting just because of that, I'm more likely to do something inexplicable yeah and and it is it is horrible because i've gone through the same training the same dbs checks the same everything as my colleagues Mm. and this was summed up because this was a real policy this was a real policy that i have experienced before in the past where again you know i'm not saying my goodness me i I didn't mind doing this but it was the it was the hypocrisy that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth Mm. which was that uh, if the children were getting changed for pe uh the the if you're a male teacher you're not allowed to be in the room with the children getting changed yeah if you're a female teacher you are oh, mad, a, a real policy a real policy in a school can you like can we just think about that for a minute how do you think that made us feel yeah like if it was a policy of no adults allowed in the room uh for this reason or no adults allowed in the room on their own there has to be
0: two adults why is the gender or that's, the sex of terrible. someone coming into it that is that is absolutely terrible i can't believe a school has had that policy because again if we go down the microcosm of social structures uh, root of thinking what are we teaching the kids there what that what the females are inherently safe and men aren't like what well, that's, that's terrible such a that is dangerous such and that is terrible point. like i can't believe that actually happened um i i tell you what it's kind of similar to this right and um i've told you this story before and i'm pretty sure you've got a couple of opinions on this but i'm just going to say it again right because it's my f- one of my first ever experiences inside a school and I always remember this and I maybe I'm being dramatic because there's, there's another side to it, but I might not be. So I think it was like my first, maybe my second day at this school. And um, I was I was super nervous, obviously, and I'm just getting introduced. I'd met the class teacher and it was that early morning time where in a lot of schools like the kids play on the playground for a bit before the whistle goes and they all come in for like morning registration. And I was just kind of sat in the classroom. The teacher was like, right, I need to just go and get some bits and I've got to go on the playground as well. And you can just stay here and i was like okay just sort of like sat on one of the one of the children's desks and it was it was a year one classroom so proper little ones and um these two tas who obviously didn't know me right brought this child in who was crying because she'd fell over um outside and hurt a knee bless her and they brought her into like this little shared area space that was just kind of off the side of the classroom in direct view of me like it was very open and i'm just sort of sat there I like, sort so i sort of nodded to be like hello um just to, you know, so they know I'm there. And then what they did was that before they saw me, they were about to leave her there because they were literally just like 10 seconds from coming in anyway. They were going they were just going to go grab somebody, like maybe grab another kid or something, come back in. And they were about, to, they were happily about to do that. And then they both looked at me and then they stopped and like really, really cringily, obviously, then like changed their minds about leaving her in the room. Um, bearing in mind, you know, although I'm a stranger, I was still... You know, they would have. I was there with my lanyard on and things like I was. I was going to be the teacher for that class, in my training, and it really made me feel like honestly horrible. It actually upset me a little bit, um, because I thought my natural go-to there was, oh cool, they've just seen that I'm a man, and then just instantly thought, oh we can't leave him, can't leave him near this kid, and it made me feel horrendous. But I don't know. There's probably more to it. You, you might want to shut me up. And <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen.
1: Here's the thing about anecdotes, and this is something I've learned as well. You know, your, your your reaction to something and your perspective of something is important. It's it's a part of the picture. It's part of the picture. So the fact you have thought that is, is usually probably a projection of the general idea of societal expectations yeah. of men and women. I put and it and on my children. Like, there's a reason you thought that is because you've lived in that structure. So completely understand what you're saying there. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to tell, isn't it? Without you know, if it was a female student who they'd never seen before, because you said yourself they'd never seen you before, yeah, would they have still been reluctant to leave a child? Because to be honest with you, we shouldn't be leaving child, children unsupervised anyway. And if you're unsure about another adult or who they are, it's probably just very sensible to so say, yeah. "Actually, okay, yeah, will it will be?" Yeah. I think that's the right. So answer, I completely by the understand.
0: Way. I think that's probably mm. genuinely what happened. But like you said, because I already have maybe this preconceived idea, like, I've, like almost like I've got to challenge this and show that I'm just a normal person. I just maybe put that on but you know it was an experience nonetheless and it made me think about um that particular element of you know the pros and cons of being a man.
1: So what I'm going to do I'm going to fire some tropes at you some 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 kind of stereotypes that we've experienced as male teachers I want to tell you uh, I want you to to reflect on them and say how true you think they are okay, okay? and all whether right. you've experienced them or <laughs> okay. not all right yeah okay so number 1 uh, as the male primary school teacher, you are uh, by default the person who puts away the chairs in assembly. Yep, easy. Move on.
0: <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, no, I, I actually, I actually have not experienced that. Genuinely. Genuinely. No, I, I don't too much either. No. They,
1: everyone mucks in. It's a bit of a that yeah. is a trope. Uh, these are tro- these aren't things we've experienced, by the way. These are like classic tropes <laughs> of primary Yeah, no, cool, children.
0: cool. No, that, I think that one's that one's. I can dismiss that one. What's your next one? Okay, here's a really interesting one because completely
1: inappropriate the other way around. And I hate falling into the trap of going, well, if that was a woman, we'd be saying it was this. Like, I hate that because it is just an unfair comparison half the time. It's lazy, it's, it's stupid. There are some things swapped around that are different. It's quite simple. But here is one, okay? Having an older, older, because it is older in this trope, an older member of, a female member of staff, touch you on your body somewhere and say, oh, what a strapping young man.
0: I I mean, I mean I've not personally experienced that but that's pretty Of course
1: you haven't you're not a strapping man. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> He's got me there. <laughs> but the idea that the idea that's that that, you, that your body is something to be commented yeah,
0: on. Yeah, I I'm gonna, I'll be honest with you. I think it is widely accepted in culture that that's absolutely acceptable that way around and not the other way completely. I think that's a huge huge gender bias uh, in general. I'm not even just talking about schools really. So I'm not surprised Um, because I do think generally men's bodies are a bit more disposable, a bit less intimate. Um, and, and those kind of comments and things can be gotten away with, you know, again, I don't think people go out of the way to be like, I'm going to sexually assault this person, like, or say something totally inappropriate. I don't think anyone does that, but I think, um, people would naturally would feel less uneasy about saying it to a man than they would do the other way around.
1: Yeah. And I think like our reactions to them probably help that and perpetuate that because I know personally if it's happened to me before I'm more than happy to laugh that kind of thing off because I don't think I don't take it seriously yeah and I think the the idea of you know it, the physical presence of things is also a thing imagine me uh, saying something very similar to uh, uh maybe a woman who's far more diminutive and i'm saying that kind of thing as a joke that's all automatically yeah. intimidating yeah isn't it, it? it
0: would get flagged up but the, yeah. there's no way
1: the other way around it's not intimidating at all you know it might be inappropriate and it is worth flagging up still you can't just pretend that it's acceptable especially if it's made you feel uncomfortable um, and that does play into like the tradition of ah it's all right you're a blood, just get over it it's all right yeah. but you know i i've i've come into school before uh it was dress up day for something I came in as a lifeguard. I can't remember. I think it was, I can't remember. It was something to do with water safety. I can't remember, but I was a lifeguard wearing red shorts and yellow top. And I got two or three comments throughout the day about my legs. Mm. Like, and obviously it's they're compliments, Ah, but, but, but this, this idea of just like, uh, what makes you think you can say that? Like I'm a, I'm, I'm a teacher. I've come in like suitably dressed for a, a dress up day. Like what, I'm sorry, what actually makes you think that you can just say, whoa, look at those legs. Oh, tasty. Do you like know what? that's completely
0: inappropriate. You, now, now that you said that, that that has literally happened to me loads of times. I didn't even think about it. That's how rooted in like, oh, it's just normal. It is to me. And I'll tell you what, it made me feel really uncomfortable. I don't think it would have a few years ago, but like it's happened in the in the most recent years as well. And yeah, actually it did. I really didn't like it to the point where I was super self-conscious. of The fact that I was wearing shorts in school, knowing that at least someone was going to go, oh, check you out, got your legs, oh, legs out. I'm like, yeah, please don't, because if you came in in like a, a skirt when you normally wear trousers, I wouldn't go, oh, check you out, got the got the old flashing the old calves, are you? I wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it because I'd think that's inappropriate no way i do and,
1: and and no matter what you think about like the power dynamic and stuff and the idea i still think they're different i don't think they're equatable just because of societal structures and stuff mm. it's still inappropriate like that's that's unex- like that is undeniable right yeah. the, to say to that in a place of work i
0: just i just think <laughs> don't do that it doesn't <laughs> like and it, and it doesn't matter that i'll sat there like <clears throat> like posing like <laughs> flexing my leg muscles in a mirror it doesn't matter if i want to flex my leg muscles and show off <laughs> to to myself you shouldn't go it's inappropriate to comment
1: on that and listen if i if i ask them directly what they think of my legs and they tell me it's
0: still inappropriate you should say i can't tell you
1: (laughs) but 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 what i will say is like it you know personal opinion is kind of irrelevant because genuinely genuinely that there'll be some people who i have more of a personal relationship with genuinely who if they genuinely i know you love you think i love saying that (laughs) word but there'll be some people i maybe have more relationship with and just me personally I wouldn't take something like that further. I feel like I could take it tongue in cheek. That's my personal opinion. But actually on the broad level of discussing this, it is irrelevant. Like again, like we said before, my individual aspect on that doesn't mean it's suddenly appropriate or not. I just think you have to be careful with that kind of thing because like you said, it could make someone else feel uncomfortable. Read the room, know your relationship with people and just err on the side of caution, whether they're male or not really. Yeah.
0: So we've talked about a few things. We've talked about the kind of like cultural bias Um uh, from parents and how we just naturally get treated a bit differently from parents and, you know, that sort of thing, which I think is, a, is more of a privilege. It generally makes our lives easier. Uh, we've talked about the whole like managerial level, getting to that higher level again, a bit more of a privilege if you want to use that privilege. I think, um, we've had the kind of negative connotations as well of like, oh, but you are a man though. So got to be more careful, bit a, bit a bit of a con for me. I've got another thing that I jotted down as a note. And I don't know if you've seen this too much. I don't really know if it's a huge thing, but, um, generally being put in higher year groups i don't know if i don't know if you've noticed that but when i've gone round schools because uh, i you know we've, we've visited lots of schools in our time i i am i am shocked if i see a male teacher in like year 1 or reception and then that's me as a male teacher i'm like oh a male teacher in reception like even i'm surprised and and it did make me think Oh, actually i always see year 6 teachers always see year 6 teachers that are male is that, do you think there's a thing there, like a correlation, or is it just my limited experience? I, I,
1: I think I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think that it's kind of linked to what we've said about positions of power before, because whether we like it or not, there is this hierarchical idea with a lot of people that, you know, year six is like the culmination of the whole experience. They've got to Mm. get through SAT. There is this just, there is just this idea. Now, I don't think that's true that just because you're in year six, you're seen as the best teacher or the best teacher. I don't believe that, but I think subconsciously on the whole macro level, we're clearly seeing it. And what we're also seeing is not only that bias towards that the male teachers being put in that position of what's seen as more powerful and the higher up in the year group and, and more you know pressure and to deliver i think what we also see is that idea that uh, women being more maternal and caring and and more suited to the younger age group when i tell you what my goodness the teaching that goes into early years and year 1 and 2 is outstanding like i i am in awe of these of those of those women who are predominantly women and I'd be really interested to actually see a percentage spread yeah. because of that 15%, I reckon the number of year six teachers, I bet it's higher than 15%. Yeah, I reckon that's now. more
0: like the head teacher one. Like, I reckon it's more like 26% of year six teachers are like uh, males and, and way, way less lower down. Yeah, it's interesting. Just thought of worth bringing up. Well, I
1: had that when I went to um, year three. So I, went to, I got put into year three and there was widespread shock, <laughs> you know, because the, the reason for me being into year three, that year group that, that was well explained it was because this it was because of that um it, and we think that we you'd be well suited there to help with this cohort blah 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 but it, on the surface level when i say oh i'm going to year three people are like what what mm. you're going to year three you but, but you're, that was a shock to you're people.
0: a man <laughs> But I'm, a ma- but I'm a man. How are you going to deal with young children? Yeah. <laughs> Men don't like little kids. They like having a bit of a rough and tumble with the older ones, don't they? What are you, how are you going to cope? <laughs> how are you going to do blow dark maths times tables with <laughs> the younger ones? They don't even know the times tables <laughs> yeah. yet. What's going to go on? Well, I love how my career basically just is exact that thing. I've just ended up in year six and now I'm just stuck there. <laughs> it's just classic. <laughs> yeah. I have
1: got, though, one more comparison maybe we could kind of finish on. All right. Um, um, very quickly. So what I find really interesting... Is and it's, again, my experience and it's based on the fact I hate this policy. I hate it with a passion. <laughs> I already know what it's going to be. Go on. There is such a discrepancy and, and there's pros and cons here. I you've argued with me saying this is a pro for men, but I think it's a con because I hate wearing it is the uniform and what's expected of wearing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there is such a discrepancy, but I feel so uncomfortable raising it because I don't because I fear that women will have to change what they're wearing, and that's not what I want. I just want me to, to be able to change what yeah. I'm wearing. So men w- w- widely are expected to wear collared shirts, smart trousers, belt, smart shoes, yeah in school. yeah. on office wear. For a job which is not an office job, we're not sat at a desk, we're not making presentations to like, you know, like a, a six people in a boardroom. We are hands-on walking around the room. It's incredibly uncomfortable. Mm. It is not a nice thing to wear. Especially in the summer. Oh man. Uh, I'm dreading it. it. I'm dreading it. I'm dreading next time because I hate it. It's horrible. And I hate wearing dresswear. And then I can't help but feel annoyed. Not at the women because good on them. Wear what's comfortable. When I walk in and they're wearing a vest top, sandals and leggings. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like, I'm like, sorry. If I turned up in the equivalent of that, there would be, Outrage. You'd be, you'd be and I know there's all, you, you'd, yeah, you'd, you'd be set home, and there's always know, this change. thing, always this thing about you know expectations of you know what women are supposed to wear when they're forced to wear heels. There was that thing from Virgin Atlantic, wasn't there, mm. where they there was this whole argument about they were being forced to wear red heels. The men didn't have to wear heels. Ho- obviously, horrible, horribly uncomfortable, not equitable, and in general, the dress code is not equitable. No. It, it's just not at all like the the level of smartness and and in my case, equals uncomfortable is way skewed in my opinion i don't the, know what you think
0: this is the one workplace where women have got the edge is it because i know you said that i'm thinking <laughs> there's so many so many cases isn't there of women not being allowed to wear particular things in sports in jobs and it's like what why why do we why are we being forced to wear this thing but yeah the, you know, the shoes on the other foot here I, I agree i do actually agree i'm trying to think what pro i ever actually sent to you i don't remember arguing this i'm going
1: to tell you what it is you said to me once the pro was, and I've seen this before, and it's probably legitimate, but I'm talking about my personal experience is like way outweighs this idea. Yeah, the pro is that, um, well, you know, men men are men are wearing suits and they're forced to wear suits because they're seen as in a in a position of power, and they're coming across as way more, you oh, know, okay. um corporate and in charge. Whereas the women are way more casual and they're wearing a nice little knitted cozy jumper and they're really more maternal and they're taken less seriously. In their job yeah, because they're okay. more maternal and loving and comfortable, whereas the man wears a suit and he's in charge and he's business driven and he's doing this and he's going to get the job and he's going to get the promotion. So you look and, more and serious.
0: Like, you probably get treated more seriously. Yeah, here. I can't imagine my point was being like, yeah, so I want that. But I, I can imagine. No, I think your that- point
1: was saying, yeah, it, it could be seen as a pro in that respect.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. But in, but in on the whole, though, I do agree with you. I think it's kind of kind of weird, really, that we've got this strange policy. And I love how usually in the in the school policies, and I love how this is just ignored. It's usually um i'll complain about things like i'm sweating and i'm wearing like chinos it's about as like, not smart as i can get but even then there's still trousers with a belt on and it's like 30 degrees and, and and primary schools generally don't have air conditioning can i please not wear this and uh it's like well you can wear tailored shorts and I'll always go back to yeah, cool. Never going to do that. Can I please actually just wear some clothes that I want to wear that aren't tailored shorts?
1: <laughs> and and it's, isn't it funny based on what we just said about comments you get from wearing shorts? Maybe we don't want to, yeah, because yeah. Because we're yeah, gonna yeah, just—it's yeah. going to become a thing. If we walked in tomorrow into school wearing tailored shorts, oh god, how many how many comments would we get? It,
0: it wouldn't be worth it because it, the meme wouldn't even yeah. die down after like a week. It would yeah. just be a constant joke that we're in tailored shorts. Because we look stupid. Because you still have to wear smart shoes, and I just generally don't like that. I just don't like the look. If I want to, if I want to come in shorts, I want to come in trainers. You know, if if the ladies can come in leggings and flip flops, I should be able to come in in smart-ish shorts, even like jean shorts or something, and comfortable trainer wear. I, I just, there's what is wrong with that? You know, I don't see the problem, but I think it all well, stands. Well, obviously, back to, they, they won't, they won't learn their time tables. <laughs> if you're not yeah, they won't, shoes. they won't take you seriously, man, teacher. What about her? Oh, we don't care. You just yeah, think, yeah, what, yeah, what what are yeah. we getting across here? Are we saying that it's important that we view men as smart and authoritative and and that we don't care about women looking like that? Or are we saying we don't care about anyone? Because if that's the thing, then can we all just wear what we want, please?
1: I think it clearly just has to be equitable. That's the only thing. In all these situations where we're like, well, you know, the, the staff didn't want to wear, wear red, head, um, red high heels on the flight because it's uncomfortable and the men get to wear flat shoes. Clearly that's wrong. Yeah. Clearly obviously okay can i wear a strappy top <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no one yeah. wants to see me wear a strappy top i'm yeah. sure but can i no and and why because i'm a man that's not good enough really is
0: it it's not if you really boil it down it's not a good enough reason you quite often get um policies for hair as well um so like w- w- women you know if they come in particular dyed colored hair or something even if it's just slight it might be like oh that's against the policy whereas i shaved my head and no one said a word so <laughs> that's more in our favor i guess right oh we nearly got through a whole podcast
1: about mentioning the fact you're bald <laughs> hey there it goes okay last thing before we wrap this up yep. because i think we're going to go to a story right and it's just just a fact um i just want your immediate thought and we're going to leave it there okay. so hopefully okay. people get the idea of what it's like being a male teacher pros and cons uh, and overall i think we agree it's a privilege but there's still things that just because it's a privilege doesn't mean there aren't things we can discuss and try and improve i think that's pretty yep. obvious. So here's my thought, my final thought. Does the fact we are so female dominated affect government policy? And here's my example why. Maternity pay (laughs) in the police force, male dominated where they're trying to recruit more female staff, okay? 18 weeks full pay for maternity when they go off. 18 weeks full pay. Teaching maternity leave, four weeks full pay, two weeks 90% before dropping down. Do you think that is a direct result of the fact that far more teachers are female and recruitment pr- uh, drives and just the fact that it just seems horribly unfair what do you think
0: my gut feeling there because I've thought about this a lot is yes I think that is obviously linked to the fact that it's you know it's eighty five percent women doing this job so they have the worst maternity pay ever um and but I do think it's more so. I think with this, particularly this government, I'm not going to give them any credit. I think it's more that that is their baseline of actual care. And the only reason the police get more is just to incentivize women to come and do it. I don't think they think that that's actually the right amount. They just want to get women in the police force. I think they couldn't give a monkeys. And actually, if if they could get away with it in the police force, they'd give them four weeks full pay maternity as well. This is my actual honest thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's outrageous. And I just, I yearn for the day where we make these decisions based on what's good for the child and the family and not what's good for numbers. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get to that kind of ideology one day. But it ain't now. You can't complain, really though, mate.
0: You know, you know uh, paternal leave is two weeks, right? Yeah. So, oh, two we, weeks. Yeah, totally you know, we can't complain.
1: two weeks you know that's going to keep us in the job yeah where's the incentive for the male teachers (laughs) why are we getting 18 weeks yeah it
0: doesn't matter because we're all head teachers so we'll just take the time
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh brilliant right let's do stories from the classroom after this short message which is just a jingle but i'm going to call it a message (laughs) before we get into our story from the classroom which i know you're all gagging for we're going to now tell you where you can get in touch because we want to hear from you Get in touch with us. Firstly, please follow us on Spotify. Give us a rating. But if you want to get in touch with social media, we want to hear from you. Hayden said it last week. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just hello, we just want to get to know you guys who listen to this podcast. So if you're like me and you listen to stuff and you just kind of keep yourself to yourself and you don't get in touch with people when they ask you to, please do. We're still a small community. It's growing, but we want to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram at Teach Sleep repeat Podcast. You can email us at Teach sleep repeat Pod at gmail.com. Or you can text us if you've got our number. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> what, a, what a great addition. <laughs> Whoa. Which we're not going to tell you. you can guess,
1: yeah, I'll tell you give you the 1st zero seven. Ooh, okay. Fill nice. in the gaps and give us a text. I'll
0: give you my first two, plus
1: four. So there we go. Oh, first two numbers, yep. plus four. Yep. Plus. Cool. Okay. Nice one. Hayden, you have a story for us. Let's hit it. What have we got? I do.
0: So stories from the classroom. Someone's written this one in this week. Dylan, you've not seen it. I'm going to read it to you live, on air. I noticed a boy in my class looked like he'd really caught the sun. So I asked if he'd spent lots of time outside doing the usual, make sure to wear your sun cream waffle. His reply was a bit strange because he said, well, something like that, which is obviously an odd response to that question. Being immediately intrigued, I asked him to clarify what he meant. Have you been catching the sun or not? Well... (laughs) embarrassingly my mum's a spray tan artist so (laughs) at which point I knew exactly what happened (laughs) this young boy had asked his (laughs) mum to give him a fake tan for summer and she did it (laughs) love it (laughs) I have got
1: flashbacks immediately to a story that I've got from when I was younger I don't know if I've told you yeah go on go on my my mum had a friend that's nice. Who I think she lives in, she lives in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. My, my friend. She lives in Australia and she's a hairdresser. Okay. And it was the classic, you know, Mama had four kids. It was summer holidays. Like you just find like someone to latch onto. She had three kids and we just like spend the day together. So like all together. And what was brilliant for me was I've got three sisters and she had three daughters. So it was me and six girls that were all younger than me. So you can tell I used to love spending my summers. Listening to and watching them do dancing and stuff. It was anyway, anyway, scarred for life. Um, but the point being that she was a hairdresser, so she used to cut my mum's hair and my sister's hair because she owned a salon. I'm sure she cut men ha- male hair as well, but she never cut my hair. Anyway, <laughs> this was the lo- one of the last days <laughs> of the summer holidays. Okay, and uh, she was dyeing my mum's hair blonde, and it got to the point where it was coming towards the end. She had some of the dye left, and my mum said, "Oh, Dylan, why don't you get some blonde highlights?" Crippling, like you know, I barely gel my hair at this point. It took me until like year seven to put some product in my hair because I was so like anxious about. It. I was like, "Oh, I'll look weird, and I don't want to do that." <laughs> anyway, said no, said no. They convinced me to do it. She's like, "Oh, it's all right, mate. You can come over here. I can put a little hollow uh, in your hair. I look brilliant, mate. You look really cool." That was me doing her accent, by the way, <laughs> uh, from Australia. Um, anyway, so eventually we get it done. Like, fine, okay. Does my whole my whole head. And it just goes ginger, like really dark orange, like nowhere near blonde, oh. just really, really ginger. And I was like, oh. oh my gosh. Went home and I was like, that's okay. I mean, I can just put up with it. Woke up in the morning, huge anxiety. Like, oh, I can't go into school like this. I look like a lion. I can't do it. <laughs> orange head. My mum, we got in the car. I was, you're going to school. You're going to school. Come on, you're going to school. Got in the car and I was like crying, oh, I can't go into school. <laughs> so went, right. Come on then. She got me out, got the Clippers number one shaved it all off no. and the sad thing was you could still see the orange oh, <laughs> little patches God, of orange like all over <laughs> it go <laughs> That's so good
0: well, <laughs> i remember it so vividly not, not only have you just completely trumped the story that was written in sorry guys um you've also <laughs> now turned away any viewers that have uh, red hair away so off with the royalists <laughs> we've lost all the tories we've now lost all the red hair view- uh, viewers i'm very sorry our audience no. is getting smaller and smaller No, um, no, nothing
1: wrong with red hair.
0: I just didn't want it. I just personally hate it. (laughs) That's brilliant. I love that you, so you were then not only shaved head, but also it still looked orange. So you were just like double. Yes, shaved
1: head. I I looked like, right, this is what my head looked like. You ready? Your fingers after you've eaten a bag of Watsits.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just that orange tinge, but hardly anything. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Love
1: that. So thanks for the story, viewer. Because what it did was it made me remember even better stories. So (laughs) always send your stories in.
0: (laughs) Always send your stories in. Please do, please do send them in. Uh, We love to hear them. We love to read them out, and it might remind us of funny stuff. Or you know, right,
1: Hayden. I hope you have an amazing time on your residential. Get some amazing stories. Mm. We'll be back next week. It'll be all about that. So if you have any stories from your time residential, whether it's from as a teacher point of view or when you were on residential at school, yes, primary or secondary any amazing
0: stories get in touch with us and we'll hopefully share them next time i'm just saying this till i'm leaving it this last last thing i have got a banging story from when i was on residential in year six and i'll save it for next time
1: amazing right guys thanks a lot for listening or watching we'll see you again next week